more people coming down the corridor into the 39th annual Spring Atlanta Home Show at the Cobb Galleria. We're broadcasting live here until 9 o'clock this morning, and it is a very interesting conversational group here. We're having questions. Fears of azalea roots have been exposed and debunked, and we have questions from Norm Mitlider, the guru of Japanese maples here in Atlanta. And so we're having a great time together. Again, the, the uh, home show, the Spring Home Show, is a wonderful host to us. 320, 30, 40 uh, vendors here, and you get all the details about hours and ticket prices and things like that at atlantahomeshow.com. Let's go to the phones. We've got people waiting in line now. Gene's out in Noonan, and Gene joins us on Lawn and Garden. Oh, there he is. Hey, Gene, good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Quit, How can we help? I uh, had probably 95% of the buds on my uh, uh, azaleas that were not uh, hit with this 24-degree weather have right. come back out in full bloom with Correct. double, triple, and even a few uh, four buds on a stem, and I've never seen this before. Was this just the freeze that caused that? Ah, good, clean living, Gene. That's where it is, right there. Uh, the freeze, Norm. What would it cause a freeze? What in a freeze would make it have multiple blooms on the end of an azalea? I, I don't think it had anything to do with the freeze. I think it just. Uh, an abnormality yeah. this year. Ever never done that before, Gene. You never yeah, observed I, this. I, I've never noticed it before, and I also walk next door to my neighbor. Uh, yeah. We're separated by about 150 feet, and her bushes are the same way. Uh, in fact, she has many hmm. multiple three and four buds that are the ones that open up, open up into beautiful flowers. Right. I have a theory which may be completely and absolutely false, but I'll share it with you anyway because I'm on the radio. Okay, this is where we put a lot of theories out. Um, my theory is that possibly the cold weather stopped growth in its tracks. 24 degrees stopped the growth in its tracks in the bud. They had not opened yet. The flowers were not ready to, to pop open. And then the warm weather that came immediately after the cold weather may have just started things like a zoom like a like a drag race car basically that the flower buds opened up zoop just all came up at the same time and that's what you're noticing that again might be completely false i'm going home to look at my azaleas this afternoon and find out if i have any thought of this being correct but that is my only theory for you there gene all right thank you i uh, and, and i'm sitting here glancing out of my side window and the azaleas on this side i see a lot of single blooms whereas those that are on my west side, and, uh, and my lot is very shaded, and I get probably very little sun except in the late evening, and maybe the azaleas with the uh, multiple uh, buds have just received more sun, but uh, whatever, some have single blooms on my east side of my house. On the west side, almost everything that has a viable bloom or bud is a multiple bud. I think that's one of the things that makes gardening so enjoyable is just the phenomenological observations of gardeners. I mean, it makes me happy just to see little leaves and things, shoots poking out of the ground right now. Gardeners like yourself, Gene, who see things on the buds and blooms that you hadn't seen before, and you report it to your friends and neighbors. That is the beauty of gardening, of seeing things happen that you don't really 
sometimes understand or maybe things that you do understand you're just happy to see them happen once again that's the beauty of gardening i'm glad to hear you share that with us nancy is out in marietta and joins us on lawn and garden hey nancy good morning hey walter hey. it seems to be from what i'm hearing um i anyway i've got large george taylor vegas 10 feet yeah. tall yeah. And it looks like all the birds are gone. <laughs> all it's right. Just, uh, at the tips of them, it's just completely uh, flat. You know, it just doesn't have any buds this year. What about the leaves? Are the leaves green? Do you have any foliage on it? New foliage, no. Old foliage? Yes. Yes. So what's your question? Sounds like you may I have some cold damage to the buds, but what's the question? question is well, I don't know what to do about this are the uh, shrubs dead no if it's got green leaves it's not dead come on you know that Nancy well, is, uh, yeah, I, I know that but I'm just asking there obviously not going to be any uh, flowers this year right but uh, is there anything I can do to rescue the shrubs if it is leggy, if it is lots and lots of foliage, sort of high and naked at the bottom where you can see the stems yeah. of the shrub there, this would be a great year for some severe pruning because if your azalea flowers had already flowered, got frozen, they're gone, and now you're looking at just foliage on the shrub, you could go out and take some of the larger azaleas that are five, six, eight feet tall, maybe take them down to two or three feet tall. I have seen some remarkable results from just the ugliest, nastiest, gnarled up azaleas that just had leaves out of the tips of the branches. They were pruned severely. Man, they look good the next year. I've never regretted pruning an azalea severely, not to the ground, but to within two or three feet from the ground. They look great thereafter. We got Norm Mitlider here with answer to the next questioner who has a question about her Japanese maples. Hey, Pat, good morning. Or his Japanese good. maples, excuse me. Hey, Pat. Hey, Walter. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Sure. Look, we, ha we have a Japanese maple that we put in a Jack Daniels uh, whiskey barrel about 10 years ago and have it just next to the staircase uh, down from our deck. Right. I wanted to move it uh, a couple weeks ago, and the tree has grown down through the bottom of the barrel, and it cannot be moved. But the barrel itself yeah. now is deteriorating. And uh, the, the wood is kind of rotten, and the rings around the barrel, you know, are all rusty. And is there any way we can remove that and, and possibly berm it? I don't, I don't want to lose the tree, but the barrel is just about gone. Norm is smiling like he has seen this situation before. <laughs> Norm Mitlider, what do you think? Well, um, you had the right idea in wanting to move it a couple of weeks ago, because a couple of weeks ago the buds we're probably not opening yet for the new leaves. Correct. Uh, right now, the leaves are probably starting to emerge, and this is a very uh, stressful time for the tree because it's exerting a lot of energy in producing that new leaf canopy. Uh, so now is definitely not the time to be moving it. Uh, what I would probably do is do a temporary measure and, you know, trying to solidify the earth around the tree and let that do until the fall and then in the fall go ahead you can trim you know 
drastically trim the roots if you need to to get it out of the barrel and out of the ground. But he could and, do that in the fall is the yes. time to do that trimming of the roots. Yes, but not now. Okay. This would be the, the worst time to do that. So solidifying, I think you could, what, put chicken wire or yes. wooden stakes or cinder blocks or something more attractive than cinder blocks, maybe stones, put soil there that is held in by some surrounding to hold it in place. And then I think Norm is correct, the fall is going to be a much better time to, if you have to prune roots and cut things to get it out of the ground and move it around, better time to do it than when the leaves have fallen off. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the information. I see that so many times that people plant stuff in pots and think, wow, this is going to be nicely situated in my pot right here. And then two, three days, two years later, then the root has gone all through that. In fact, the example that I use many times when I teach about bad things happening to good gardeners is a person who planted a piece of bamboo, a bamboo plant in a pot next to a porch thinking it'll never move. This is great used for screening between these two houses. And the bamboo root went through the bottom of the pot. Norm, it went underneath the house at least 10 feet and sprouted up through a crack in the hearthstone by the fireplace in the middle of the living room. Wow. That was an aggressive plant. That is a root that would not be stopped. And it came right out through the bottom of the pot and away it went. There have actually, I know in one case, in my case, Norm, the root went through the pot. It was a clay pot. I wanted to move the plant. The clay pot was there and it was the right time to move it. And I simply took a hammer and bang, 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 bang the clay pot apart so I could get to the root and get underneath the plant and get see where the root system was and lift it up that way too. But that is not an uncommon problem to have the roots go through the hole at the bottom of a pot and then out to the, out to the wild, as we say, after that. Yes. It's 817 at News Talk WSB. Our number 404-872-0750. We'll be back after this. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line, it's going to be a pretty nice day-to-day -day chance of rain, mid-70s for the afternoon, also tomorrow, mid-70s. Overnight in the mid-50s. Right now it's 57 degrees outside. But again, the rain gives us a chance to go out and plant because that's what gardeners do. We look at the weather forecast. We have an idea of what's going on with the weather. And we know that planting plants and not having to water after we plant them is just a better way of doing things. You plant them now and uh, have the rainfall come in and, and water them a little bit. Norm Mittlider from, uh, from where? From Norm. What is your actual name, Norm? Art of Pruning. Art of Pruning. And if somebody wanted to contact you and find out the benefit of your Japanese maple knowledge, how would they find you? They could uh, reach me via my website, which is artofpruning.com. Artofpruning.com. Norm prunes Japanese maples throughout the Atlanta area for high-end landscapes, as well as some of the lower-class people like myself who might have a Japanese maple here and there. And there are literally thousands of different kinds of Japanese maples you could choose from, but there are some that work really nicely in the Atlanta area. Norm can give you advice as that is which kind of Japanese maples work well here too. And Norm, I have a question for you that I've just been asked in the last couple of days, and that is the coral bark maple. Not exactly a Japanese maple, but or what we think of as being a Japanese maple, but how do you care for that during the year, and particularly how do you keep it from getting sort of bunchy at the top? What do you do for pruning for a coral bark maple? Well, the coral bark will become 
it has very vigorous growth and it to me is one of the harder ones to control because it it's like a bad hair day yeah bunchy yes um usually what i do is i ignore it and wait and trim it later in the year in the fall because it will also produce similar growth in the fall uh -huh. so instead of trimming it twice i'll just wait and trim it once but you can certainly trim it earlier in the spring um, just select the one because you do have to look at how tall you want the tree and based on that is how much you want to remove because if you want a nice large tree those some of those leggy whips will become nice structure for an eventual tall tree how tall i mean i really don't know what the maximum height on a carl bark maple is how tall will it get they will get 30 feet tall oh i've seen one 20 i think but that's as tall as i've ever seen one to get those of you who don't know what a carl bark maple is listeners who've never seen one before it's the tree that has pink carl colored bark obviously giving the name carl bark maple and the carl bark color is is i think much more distinctive in the spring than it is during the rest of the year but right now it is almost a flowering tree simply based on the color of the bark it's one of the most gorgeous spring plants without any flowers on it that you see around if you had two three maybe other japanese maples that people have success with in atlanta what would you say well um Obviously, the most popular one is your uh, blood good, blood good uh, right. uh, which is an upright. Blood good, yeah. um, uh, I've had you know very good success with uh, some of the uh, crimson queens, yeah. uh, Anabi Shadari. Uh, those two are both lace leaves. Uh, beautiful burgundy leaves right. and you can um, find these at pike nursery other nurseries around town have yes. japanese maples the maple ridge nursery down on covington highway has bunches of japanese maples there as well yes so you can have japanese maples have pretty both dwarf or upright japanese maples they're both forms available but if you have any questions, artofpruning.com, Norman, Norman Mittleider, my guest this morning, will be happy to help you with that. It's 827 at News Talk WSB. We'll be it's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-W. SB Talk. And now, here's Walter. More people filtering in to the 39th annual Spring Atlanta Home Show. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Cobb Galleria. The Spring Atlanta Home Show goes through next uh, this Sunday afternoon. You can go to their website, which is atlantahomeshow.com, for details. 300 and some odd vendors here for everything that you need in your house and out. The Superside people, the Soil Cube are right here in front of us. We have the Southern Living Plants over around the corner here. Reliable Heating and Air, of course, here at the Reliable Heating and Air stage. Dry Waterproofing. you got the gutter people down there. you got the, uh, there's something here for everything inside and outside the home. I'm talking to Norm Mitleider this morning about Japanese maples, but at this time of the morning, we always want to visit our friend Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery to find out what the Pike Pick of the Weekend happens to be. Hey, Mickey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Sounds I like just, you're having fun. 
As a matter of fact, we are having more fun than the, the law allows here, oh, okay. at here at Cobb Galleria. But I want to tell people, listen carefully. You're about to hear an unprecedented weekend pike pick giveaway because it is awesome. And you should listen because Mickey's going to tell you what it is right now. Mickey? And it's today only. Today only, Saturday. And it's a grilling in the garden where we you can come and have lunch with us on us. Hot dogs grilled out, and soda, whatever a soda is, and a Coke, I guess. Coca-Cola. But um, we're going to, um, then you get 20% off for whatever else you buy. 20% off of whatever else you order. buy. Today, is it all day long or just during the All lunch? day long. All, all day, day long. long. The so. grilling is from 11 to 1, right. but this, the rest of it is all day long until 8 o'clock tonight. So 20% off, and that's for listeners to the Lawn and Garden Show. The only people who have heard this, of course, we're not letting anybody else know about this. Oh, I but know. 20% right. off. Do they have to go to the cashier and specially say? or is it No, be, no, this thing? is for everybody. You don't even have to remember to say that today. Pike is making room for the more spring arrivals there is basically what's happening. So they need to get some of the spring stuff out and some of the summer stuff in, and we're going to make room, and 20% off well, should make a lot of people happy to go to their local Pike nursery. And the store is beautiful. All the stores are absolutely full, and it's so pretty. You, you need to come, and then you'll be inspired to use your 20% off. Because You know, Mickey, pretty. earlier this morning, I was thinking about you. I almost thought to call you up and wake you up this morning. <laughs> the question was from a caller named Kevin, I want some flowers to buy that I can put out to be behind the prom pictures for my kids. And I, oh, my just, goodness. My general advice was go to Pike and buy whatever is in color right now. Do you have some really specific thoughts, Mickey, about what could be planned? Well, now? we've got so many things that look so good now. We've got some larkspur now that are so pretty. They are bright, bright blue, and they'll last till it gets hot. But they are beautiful, very unusual looking. And then we've got all the animals. And you could just put those in pots and mass them. We've got um, the containers that are ready to go. You just grab it and go. It's all fixed for you. And those are full of color. I mean, you could make it look like a tropical paradise. And what I sort of didn't do a great job advising him was to put different heights plants and use the shorter plants to mask the pots of the taller plants and to put upended pots there. You can sort of make a little pedestal to hold plants above the kids' heads, the flowers above their head when you take the pictures. So there's lots That's of right. ways to do it. It doesn't cost a lot of money, quite frankly, to get That's some right. of these plants and make a the mask. Wall and put the flowers on the wall. That would be pretty, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd work great. So any classes going on, Mickey Gazaway? We don't have anything today. All right. So no classes, just 20% off. That should motivate enough people to run down to your local Pike Nursery and get that 20% off on the plants they want. And with that said, let's get out of here because i got eight people in line right now well, waiting to ask me questions right on the air. No, Mickey, let's ask you one more thing. If we wanted to find out where your local Pike Nursery is located, where would we go? At PikeNursery.com. Exactly. Mickey, I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. 404-872-0750 gets you in to be the ninth person in line today. We've got David first in line in Buckhead. Hey, David, good morning. Hey, how are you? Hey, doing fine, David. What's the question? Um, I got really nipped in my all, on all my lace cap uh, hydrangeas by the... Um, you know, by the cold staff, yeah, sure. and they they almost look like you know, kind of seaweed out there right now. And I'm trying to mm -hmm. figure out what do I do to prune or 
try to help these things come back. Hold your horses. Don't right. do anything. I think right. that we still have plenty of time, David, to figure out what's badly burned and what is not so badly burned. And Norm and I were talking earlier, the cauliflower, if you've ever seen the middle of a almost ready to bloom uh, hydrangea, they have little green cauliflowers inside where the right. flowers will develop. So go look for cauliflowers in a week or so. If you have some, then you got lace cap. And if you don't have cauliflowers, you have wonderful foliage for the rest of the summertime in your hydrangea. Uh, when do I get rid of all the, the dead stuff? Wait a couple of weeks and then kind of pick and prune? Norm, what do you think? Yes, definitely. Um, but okay. the, if it's crispy, he could just take it off right now, couldn't he? Yes. Yeah, if you got crispy leaves, off they go. If you want to wait okay. and see okay. if some of the gotcha. green ones gotcha. perk up or not, then a week or two. Okay, so you can kind of clean them a little bit if it's yeah. dead, dead right now, and then yeah. be patient and wait a little bit. That's a very accurate description. Dead, dead. Yes, David, the okay. dead, dead. They can come off right now. <laughs> All no right, problem. thank you. You bet, Dave. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. We've got uh, who next in line? Let's go down to Gary. And Gary also has a question about freeze damage. Hey, Gary, good morning. Yes, hey, Walter. I do have another question about freeze damage. I have a brown turkey fig bush that's uh, over 20 years old, and yeah. it was just setting fruit when that freeze occurred, and so the fruit all died. And I didn't know if there was anything I could do to help the plant or what, what if anything, I should be doing. Didn't that fruit look sad? Oh, yeah, yesterday just I looked at it. shrivel up and rotten and nasty looking, and I thought, man, that is just the saddest little fig bush in the whole world. I was looking at a friend's, and uh, I, I mean, figs do some fruiting, a lot of fruiting, as a matter of fact, for the fall crop yeah. on new growth. So there's going to be lots of new growth. It didn't kill the figs by any stretch of the imagination. So you've got time to wait, I think, and just let the new growth occur on the fig. If there's some twigs that got dead, prune them off okay. You won't get that early crop because they all got frozen. But let's wait, and I think you'll have all anticipation is going to be good figs in the fall. So it's okay to prune off the dead fruit? Yeah, the dead fruit for sure. Um, okay. Be careful to make sure there's not any live buds behind the dead fruit right now. Probably not, but just take your, you know, look at it. Look at it, Gary, and see if you see anything living behind the dead uh, shriveled up figs there. Okay, will do. All right. Good luck with it, Gary. Thank you. We've got, let's see, hang up there. Go to Grace. Grace in Atlanta. Join us on Lawn and Garden, Grace. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help? Walter, my church has about 15 or 20 crepe myrtles that have suffered crepe murder. Yeah. And I want you to tell me how we can save them. They're not the real super tall ones. They're about, uh, they were about 15 to 20 feet tall when they were fully grown. And someone cut them down two, two years ago. They did a severe pruning to about three to four feet off the ground. And then last year, Someone pruned them again, and they pruned them but left the knobs, and they did an uneven job. Some of them they did severely again. Some of them they cut the pencil sticks up. Uh, so now, so they've been severely pruned two years in a row, and I want to know what to do. They have not been touched so far this year. You know what I'm thinking here, Grace, is there is a great topic for a sermon somewhere. 
I don't know where quite exactly it's going to be, but there's got to be a scripture that your preacher could use as the uh, as the theme of the service about abuse and uh, <laughs> redemption and uh, you know ability to thrive in harsh situations or something like that. I'm not a preacher, although I play one on radio, and. <laughs> I'm going to let you and this congregation figure this out, but somebody needs to take the landscaper aside or whoever it is with the chainsaw and say, let's not knob these things off. Let's let some of those knobs grow. And normally what I've seen done is cut off the crepe myrtle trunk just below the knob and then allow new growth to grow up. That could be done now, by the way, Grace. And let the new growth come up in the vertical if there's one or two maybe vertical trunks that come up, they can be the foundation and the beginnings of a new, tall, graceful, good-looking crepe myrtle. So that's, I think, what the advice is going to be, is to cut the trunk off below the knobs, let new growth happen, and let that new growth become the new crepe myrtle tree. Okay, so don't take them down to the ground, is what you're saying. I don't think so. If the, how tall is the trunk right now? Where, where, what, how, how high is the knob? I'd say about three and a half to four feet tall. I think you could make a perfectly nice looking crepe myrtle just cutting just below the knob and letting that three foot or so of straight trunk be your foundation for the uh, for the new crepe myrtle. Okay, and then leave them alone after that. Have a little sign that says, the Lord said, leave these <laughs> crepe myrtles alone. Well, the Lord might forgive them, but I haven't because they ruined those fake myrtles. See, that's, a, that's another theme for the sermon, forgiveness. Forgiveness <laughs> of the person who murdered the myrtle out there. <laughs> well, Walter, thank you so much, and I thank you on behalf of my church. And you cannot say this enough about crepe myrtles. So thank you again. All right. Thank you, Grace. You're a even, blessing. Bye-bye. I can even think of a song. We sing, We Rise Again, would be the hymn we'll sing after that, because the crepe myrtles, no matter how badly you cut them, murder them, chop them, they're still going to bloom. Even the ones that got the knobs on the top of them in front of Grace's church right there, it's still going to bloom. Bless his little heart. You just want it to look pretty after you pruned it and not so ugly knobby off. It's 847. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. Therese, the Lawn and Garden advice you need. For those of you who think that you know how to pronounce Fogo de Chao, it's supposed to be Fogo de Sean, but we don't pronounce it that way here in the South. Here in Atlanta. And a quick weekend, quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's pretty much middle 70s today, 74, 75, 76 degrees today around Atlanta. Overnight about the same, 58, 59 degrees overnight. It's about 57 right now at News Talk WSB. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes. Who we got on the phone right now? Let's go to John in Villa Rica, Georgia. John, join us on Lawn and Garden. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing great, John. How can we help? Okay, my son is in a, an accelerated class. He brought home a cabbage, and the cabbage, uh, whoever grows the biggest cabbage wins a $1,000 scholarship. Ooh, let's get him going, this Sir John. Well, well it, it, it was growing good, but now it's got yellow spots on it, and it seems like wherever the yellow spots are, it's dying. We looked up, mm. and it might be, my wife looked it up, and it might be a fungus. What do I need this, to do? 
Is this outside? I'm sure it's outside, right, yeah, John? Yeah, yeah. We take it. We 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 take it outside and then bring it inside too. No, we're keeping it outside overnight all the time. Okay. Well, we brought it in over the cold snap. Probably didn't matter. <laughs> Cabbages are very really? tolerant of cold, uh, and you could have left it outside. I think it would be just fine. I think that many cabbage problems, other than the cabbage caterpillars, the loopers that eat the leaves, are solved by more sunshine, more light, and just a smidge of fertilizer. I'm sure, is it the Bonnie plant farm that sponsored this uh, contest? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Did they not give you any fertilizer? Usually they give a little vial of fertilizer that comes along with the I'm, cabbages. I'm not sure. My wife brought it home. Yeah. And... Go Go grab a little bit of miracle Grow. Go get a little box of blue miracle Grow and do what it says on the label. John, I know you, and you're not going to be the kind of guy who doubles and triples the fertilizer formula, are you? No. no. He's going to do just what it says on the label. When you mix it up according to the label directions, use it once now. How big and wide is the cabbage plant right this minute, John? Uh, maybe six inches around. But okay. the leaves grow, they get yellow. Yeah, so we're going to wait. We're going to fertilize it once now if you've not fertilized it before. Fertilize it again in three, four weeks maybe, and that should shoot it up pretty big, and I get $500, and your son gets $500. How about that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> if it works well, you out, you... You don't think it's a fungus man or something? Yes, I do, but I think that the way to fix it is not necessarily by spraying, but it's more likely by fertilizing and giving it more sunshine, because that's what a cabbage wants. It's a little bit of fertilizer and a lot of sunshine. That'll make them happy. It's been a great Saturday morning here. Jason Byers chose our music, made sure we stayed on the air back at the station. Ashley Frasca supported him and screened our calls and did the weekend prize pack as well. Thank you so much, Ashley. Buffy Berman here at the... At the uh, where we call this? The Cobb Gallery, the home show. Took care of all our promotions. Did Lorenzo Kemp. Norm Mitlider was here from artofpruning.com for more of your Japanese maple knowledge needs. I will be at Autumn Hill Nursery up in Woodstock at about 11 o'clock this morning. I'm going to get something to eat and then head up to Woodstock for Autumn Hill Nursery. I'll be speaking about all the best plants to put in your landscape, answering garden questions, bring your bugs, bring your trees, bring your weeds and everything else. If you get tired of me and don't want to talk to me anymore, fine. But otherwise, I'll be right here next Saturday morning.